trying to think. I don't know if I have an intro today. You know what? I looked through my drafts list, uh, all 15 pages of them, and I was like, I can't find a single G-Dang intro for the podcast today. So I'm thinking, hear me out, ready? Yeah. So I, for the intro for this podcast, I am sitting here. Uh, yeah, okay. And you do a standing triple backflip, you land it, and then I cross my arms and I wink at the camera. So uh, you want me to do the, uh, like actually execute a triple backflip successfully? Yeah, uh, so you just jump and tuck, and then you do the three, you land, and then I do, I'd say, arguably the more important move. I cross my arms, I wink, and maybe Tony puts like a ding. Tony, can you put a right there? I, I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, a, a, a thorn in your side, for uh-huh. lack of better terms here, but I feel as though I'm shouldering most of the physicality load here for this intro. Like, that's a lot of backflips. But I'm crossing for, my mean, arms. You're, yeah, you're crossing your arms, but like you're commanding like a triple backflip, and I feel as though like, even if it was like a, a double maybe, and you just did like one backflip, I just don't know why I need to do all three. I, no, so. so Gus, I don't think you're putting it all together. Yes, I cross my arms. And you do the backflip, but I also wink. So I feel like I'm doing the kind of heavy load here. Okay, but half the wink is Tony putting in the sound effect, though. So I feel right, like so if, in fact, like, Tony's even even helping out and sharing a bit of this, and you're not doing your part, it sounds like. Do I, I? I don't think I can actually do a triple backflip, let alone a backflip. You never done a triple backflip? Just hanging out? You just t- I, I'm sure everyone listening is like, huh? It's like not having seen, you know, Star Wars before or something. I mean, I through my friendship with Ethan Nestor, I was hoping that maybe contact high wise, I'd yep. be able to absorb the ability to do a backflip. But I can't even bang out. You know what single. it is? You know what it is? What? You just must not have. I I feel like everyone in the audience saw Ethan Nestor. Uh, people who don't know Crank Gameplays, uh, do that backflip for Markiplier and get hired, and that's how I learned, and that's how most people learn how to do backflips. Is they want to get hired by Markiplier? Yeah, I. I mean, I saw Markiplier when I saw him at, at VidCon, uh-huh. and I tried doing something like that, and I and I just said, "Hey, Mark, look!" I it was during, right when I was at the top front of the line for the meet and greet. I said, "Mark, Mark, look at this!" And I and I tried to do one of those, but I I ended up just sort of running across like a catering table. I uh-huh. just I just stood on it and ran across. No, I was all the there. Food. No, I remember. It was really embarrassing. Yeah, you were supposed to catch me at the backflip and you didn't. So instead of the dismount, I fell into some cake. Can so. you imagine for for people that don't know, <laughs> <laughs> our friend Ethan, who uh, had the Unis Honest channel with Markiplier, uh, they are uh, friends and have worked together for a long time. Ethan originally got his editing job with Mark by doing a backflip for him at a convention, and I wonder if like. If that had caught on too much, if Mark would just be standing in public and people would just, like, try to do backflips and hurt and fail in front of him all the time. Like, he's just trying to hang out at, like, a party and some guy just runs over, tries to do it, like, breaks his back in front of him. (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh, Oh, Mark. I wanted to edit the Five Nights at Freddy's video. I'm sorry. Oh, crap. I can't feel either of my legs or arms now. Shoot. You'll have to hire me. (laughs) Yo, I, I said this when Ethan was on the podcast, though, and, yeah. <laughs> and I have to say it again. And we can, we can only look at the outcome in the Ethan situation, and it is such a wonderful situation because, truthfully, Ethan is seriously probably the sweetest YouTuber ever. Yep. Like, he's just so kind. He's nice a wonderful person. In the world. But I told him, I said, hearing your story, though— and how Mark like took a chance on a kid that just kept backflipping at conventions. I'm just like, I don't know how the fuck anyone would put that amount of trust in somebody that they met at a convention. And I am so glad that Ethan uh, is who he is now. But I just hear those stories and I'm like, I know I personally wouldn't be like, that kid's backflipping a lot. I'm going to bring him into the fold here. Why don't you go? You Listen, know what I mean? Like, Gus... That's that's why you're that's why Markiplier is way more successful than us because we don't hire the backflippers. I know. Tony, Shoot. can Tony do a fucking backflip? Did he prove a backflip or did he just do it with his good editing skills? We, he told me to I not don't care, tell you. I don't care yeah. if Tony's good at editing. I want to see if he can do a fucking backflip. That's all I care about, frankly. Tony, please pay up. Give me one backflip, please. Let me let me hit you with something great, Gus. I don't what? know about you. I'm feeling much, much, much better than last week and the week before. Yeah, I think I am too. I was doing real dog shit 
asshole last couple of weeks or so here. Yeah. Um, I just That's imagine being a, a, a therapist. Just feel like, yeah, no, what it sounds like is you're doing real dog shit asshole this week, huh? Yeah, I concur, doctor. I concur, yes. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. You, you don't know need what? to concur with your own ther- therapist. They're the professional. <laughs> Imagine <They're> like, <laughs> your therapist is like, it sounds like, you know, you you might be uh, be bipolar. Oh, I concur. <laughs> like, I'm not it's asking like, you. What are you talking <laughs> about, dude? You don't have to keep saying that. Like, you can just sort of like have a back and forth conversation. No, I completely concur. I, I, completely I concur. concur. I was looking at the. I was looking at my own notes, the notes you wrote about me, and I think that these are top notch for real. These look good to me. Yep. Or All sometimes in order. You, you take a peek if they if they tell you like, actually, I think maybe you were the problem in that disagreement. You take a peek and you go, no, that's pretty unprofessional. Mm-hmm. I I don't concur. I, yeah, there's significant lack of concurrence here in the notes, so uh, <laughs> let that one slide. No, but it's good to be feeling good again, honestly. Like, <clears throat> and, and I'll tell you, like, truthfully, I've been feeling in a pool of good. Yesterday was just a day that was like, it was a bad fucking day, and nothing happened. It was just one of those days where you, you wish more than anything that you had to pin it on, but you're just like, I cannot be fucked to do anything. I feel mm-hmm. dismal, like just despair is in my veins. I don't know what the hell it was, but... Bad brain days, man. Chemical imbalance. It's just sometimes just, it hits, it. and then you got to be like, ah, oh, fortunately, I think i got to ride it out today, you know? I always try yeah. and find a source, and then sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's just my brain feeling bad. I hate it. I'm always looking for a source. It especially sucks, too, when it's like right now, I was telling you, you know, I, I got a couple different projects that I'm in the midst of, and they're both they're both like video music editing projects, but then also like physically setting stuff up in the house projects. Oh. So like it's, it's already you're starting the day going into it with a sense of like, ah, oh, look at all this shit that I haven't finished yet, because I like jumping into a project and then being able to have something to show for it at the yep. end of the day, you know? So it's it's already like, ah, here's this uphill battle because it's like there's four different things that I could work on. And even if I put five hours into each one of them, I still wouldn't finish any of them. So then your brain is just like, I don't even want to do any of these things. And it just is a fucking domino effect. Yeah. And especially then those bad brain days when you have something to do and you can't, your brain just mm. starts beating the shit out of you. Yeah, they just my brain comes out and it hits me in the eye is the worst part. Hits I hate me it. with the it's, damn pile driver. It looks like the brain in that little Dicky music video too. It's really cute, so it's kind of like it's really you yeah. Know how mine's like that, but it has a penis, which is weird. Yours has the full. Are you sure that's not just like your brain stem going down the back? No, that's an no, actual it's, penis? It, there's a pe- there's a dick and balls. There's a cock and balls. Which thumbs wow. up by the way. Thumbs down to the phrase cock. We we've agreed on this. This oh, is cock. something we've all agreed on, especially in the subreddit. It's, Thank you. Cock is out. Cock and balls is in. Thank you, guys. Word of the Lord. Take it home with you. This gives new meaning to hanging brain, by the way, if your brain has a little penis. That's true. Now. That's true. And I wonder um, I wonder how big it is, you know? Uh, I didn't really get a good look at it because he's beating the shit out of me. Um, yeah. But I would say that this is a dumb bit and really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I want to give up on it. It's not what yeah. I feel good about. Yeah, fuck it. Dude, you ever feel like your brain is just fucking fried sometimes? Yeah. Legitimately? A little yeah, bit. I'm there. Um, also, I, got, I, I can't show it to you right now. I'm showing uh, uh, the video watchers that I got a, a reusable metal gold solo cup. Oh. Um, and it's great because I, I love the shape of these cups. And I love making drinks, and it's way fucking better. It's, it gets cold, and I don't have to waste a bunch of plastic. It's great, dude. It sounds good. As I speak to you, I am drinking out of a disposable cup, so I am now the lesser person. I guess stuff. what we what everyone knew when they started watching the podcast is confirmed, and that's that I am the the, the bigger man, you know? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie in, in height... And uh, and team spirit is ten times bigger than I am. That's true. When we usually recorded the podcast before, we would do in person. We'd do a Tom Cruise type scenario where Gus yeah. would sit about an inch away from the camera, and I would sit uh, like forty feet away, um, just to match the sizes at the table. It was like the how they filmed Lord of the Rings stuff, you know. Like yeah. I was just little baby Elijah, and I was way down the table, and then or, I, or Eddie was down the table, and I had to sit right next to the camera. 
Exactly. And even still, Eddie or Tony had to go in and hit Control T to transform and like scooch me up about five hundred percent in post. So. Yeah, it's it's uh, actually a miracle that the the resolution was decent on you because we were we were blowing you up so much. We had to shoot me in twelve K, so it ultimately was uh, went down to seven twenty. That's one one thing I will say, and I know other people do, and I'm I'm very excited now that there's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. I cannot wait to get back to the set part of the podcast. Oh, dude, this oh, fucking man. set, man. Just just it's gonna be the microscopic minute ability to be able to have those quick rapid fire bits and like show each other shit like visually too. Like that's gonna be just a little cream on top yep especially um I, I think i don't know if people know they probably do because like we wouldn't we would be doing the podcast in person if we were also doing this we also mm-hmm. haven't really like other like we haven't hung out at all other than outside occasionally like mm-hmm. talking for for an hour and so i'm i'm just fucking excited man i the the one the first one back it's like we're fucking we're doing a, a like a holiday special type one we're getting we're getting drunk we're doing stupid bits. Hopefully, we'll have some guests on. I'll be really excited for that one. That's going to be super fucking fun, dude. That's going to be really awesome. Mm. Oh, I can't fucking wait, dude. Also, uh, yeah, I think with um, with streaming shit, too, I can't wait to do streams with like us in the same room. That's what that's, I'm excited about, too. That is going to be so bizarre. We never got to do I, that. Other streamers did. Too. Dude, that's oh, true. Wii Sports. I got, the, I got the Wii U hooked up here. We do a Wii Sports stream. Oh, oh, that's gonna be good. Sorry, I just swallowed a bunch of matcha powder. <coughs> no, you're good. Yeah, I know Dude, it's a little. Wait, what's up? What were you gonna say? Sabrina just got a Wii. <clears throat> excuse me, on eBay. Uh, actually, two days ago, she just started playing Majora's Mask on on GameCube, one of the old like remaster discs and stuff. It's uh-huh. just cool having an older console yep. in the main room now. You know, I don't know what it is. It feels homey. Like, yeah, I had a fucking Wii when I was a kid. That's the, cool. The Wii really just feels like you're getting like a childhood hug. You know, booting up the mm-hmm. Wii again. Just uh, all, all of the Wii music, they just knocked it out of the park. Every single song that plays on any Wii game is just great. It's so good. Honestly, it's fucking fantastic. You know what I missed out on? I was somebody who completely missed out on Wii Sports Resort. And that game is fucking amazing, dude. That is a huge game. That game slaps, dude. The airplane shit is one of my favorites. It was at the point where I had moved on to the 360. And I was like, oh, another Wii Sports? That's cool. I think the Wii Plus thing is cool. But I'm playing Call of Duty now, you know? Dude, the plane game. Chrissy showed me the plane game in that where you can fly around the island. Yep. I would have fucking loved that as a kid. I loved games where I could just fly around and like roam. You know, fuck your Harry Potter two broomstick bullshit. Well, you can have a whole island. Let's ease the bra- Let's pump the brakes here. Let's let's ease up, okay? Because because you don't talk shit about the Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets PlayStation two game where you can fly the broom around outdoors. You don't talk shit about that. Sorry, that's, that's where I draw the, the line. I forgot the only rule. That is literally. I don't know if you guys know. Gus and I were like, okay, so the podcast is gonna be me and you. We're gonna have guests, and we never cross the line with Harry Potter. And Gus just did it. So there will be consequences when we get back to in person. They will be physical. Gus will be getting thirty spanks on the first podcast back. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we just open. Not even any words. We're, we're super me. excited to come back, but we start yeah with silently just ah. <laughs> it fades in from black to me just like <laughs> oh it's so stupid oh god i ripped uh my uh ax cord out of my headphones i can't hear anything uh oh haha quick talk shit on eddie i heard that i heard quick oh! talk shit on eddie that's when i plugged back in eddie so i opened uh this thing i went down to rite aid the other day because i had to get some probiotics for my dumb little belly uh-huh and uh I saw by the register this box, and it just, I think I told you this before, it just said mystery box on it, and it had no brand name at all. It just Wait, said hold on, box. and you bought that for the podcast? Uh, I bought it, and I intended to have it for the podcast, and then I got extremely drunk five days ago, and I was like, I have to open this. I am too curious about okay, it. Okay, so you know what's inside, but the mystery is to all of us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very, very true. What's in it? Here's, here's what I got. I got, first and foremost, 
I got a little Paw Patrol dog okay. right here. This also this is not an ad for for this people. Is, <laughs> I don't even right know. How it could be an ad. Here's what the fucking box looks like, video listeners. Look at that shit. It's just blue and it says mystery box, and the back says this package is guaranteed to contain colon six or more collectible items and over twenty dollars in retail value. There you go. All right, really gets the kids going. So I got a little Paw Patrol dog. Uh, I got a little, there, there's these weird collectible things where I guess it's shrunk down wrestlers and shit. So I got like macho man, Randy Savage mm-hmm. and this fucking guy that I don't know. And I got the world's shittiest knockoff transformers toys that don't look like anything, but kind of unfold. Cool. And cool. And now I've made up my uh, mind, Eddie, that every single time I see that again, I'm going to buy another mystery box because it was five dollars. I get it. I get it, dude. Especially if it's if they just like you grabbed it out of nowhere and none of those seem branded together. Like none of those <laughs> yeah. seems like the same thing. You know what that reminded me of? Uh, a really that? weird thing where you know, like. I feel like every contest that ever happened from a company, I just don't believe that there was a winner. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Do you remember White Hen? White Hen. I feel like I've heard that. I couldn't place that. So White Hen was like a 7-Eleven type convenience store. And I think think they closed all together. But actually, I want to know right now. Um, I'm just going to search White Hen and see if it... White Hen Pantry. Oh, is it? Oh, I think it's... Is it a Chicago thing? Is it? It was a Lombard, Illinois-based chain of approximately 261 predominantly franchisee-owned convenience stores. Oh, located in and around Detroit, Boston, southern New Hampshire, southern Wisconsin, northwest Indiana, and central okay. Illinois. And I'm I've assuming around Chicago. Um, yeah, so I ours like Seven Eleven was a white hen, and I don't remember what the exact contest was, but I remember it was around Christmas, and they had this giant like person-sized stocking filled okay. with toys, and I don't remember what if it was like you had to estimate like a certain amount of toys that were in it or do something, but I remember that my dad won it for me and my sister and my brother. And I don't know why I said that, me and my sister and Tony, because I can say his name. Um, mm. But uh, I remember it was the coolest thing ever. I had, like, Shrek the movie toys. We just got this giant stocking for no reason other than my dad, like, winning this, like, small contest. It was so weird when I was a kid. I remember just so, getting, like, it had, it had I remember dist- distinctly there was a Shrek toy in it. And it was just, like, loaded with presents, this huge fucking stocking? Yeah, it was, like, it was pr- the, the same kind of... It was probably a little bit wider than a stocking, but it was super yeah. tall. Like as tall Man. as I would be as a kid and maybe like five or six. That it was like the coolest mind. thing ever. I don't oh remember. My God. I, I'm, I think my, my dad listens to every episode. So instead of even doing the effort of asking, uh, dad, if you listen to this, can you tell me what the contest was and how you won it? I'm um, just getting a phone call right now. Um. <laughs> Dude, I get so lazy with some of that internet stuff. Like, especially, you know what? Uh, uh, do you remember last last time when I gave Drew the finger? Yeah. I got a video of that moment on the podcast uh, filmed uh, playing on a computer screen. And then it turns and it was just Drew looking so sad that I flipped him oh, off. No. And I realized now that I didn't say anything to it. Why don't I respond to... <laughs> Friends will send like hilarious shit and I'll love it. And then I'll just not interact and be like, Drew just sent me the funniest thing. And then I'll forget to tell him anything. I, I honestly, some of the really, really funny shit like that. I, I even especially forget to respond to right away because if I get some hilarious shit like that from somebody, I will immediately go to like Sabrina or Sven or in a past life you and be like, look at this fuck. Ah. And then I'll like spend so much time enjoying it that my brain will think, Oh, you have responded to that. And exactly. I did not. And then I walk away. Yeah. My brain goes, well, I gave, I gave the attention that that deserved, but the yeah, person who sent it didn't see any of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I gotta I gotta fix something up here for for talking to people, man. Yeah, man, I gotta get the old noggin working again. You know what I'm saying? It's like what we could change our behavior for the better, or we could just keep doing what we're doing, and that sounds mm-hmm. a lot easier. 
I like that. You know, let's utilize this momentum. All right. Yeah. Sounds lean fair. in. Lean into not changing because mm-hmm. that's hard work, and stay the same. Thank you. You finally understand. Yeah. Eddie, we've had uh, we've had a little discussion this week. All right. I want to do a little segue here. Um, okay. This is an important thing, but uh, we've been talking, and uh, we've decided that after this Who's whole we? pandemic, this is this is me and my main man Eddie B. Oh, uh, oh, you're talk- talking. You're talking to the audience for both of us. Okay, sorry. That's true. Yes, I was I'm just like legal representative. <laughs> it sounded so. like for a second that you were having a discussion with like our, like you were giving me an intervention or something. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, like we've had a discussion and we've decided. I was like, who? No, sit down. Sit down. Have some cheese platter there. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, continue. Anyway, boys, Eddie and I have been talking this last week. We got to find a freaking bar for ourselves after this shit is all done. All we right? got to find our favorite bar. We don't have a I, favorite bar. Eddie and I, in a previous life, didn't like going out out here because, you know, we've said it before. It's a lot of the times it is the folks out at the bars here. It's very industry heavy and it's kind of a pissing match of like, what project are you working on? Blah, blah, blah. It's not the same as going to a bar in the Midwest. It's not the where same. Where they just want to talk about snow and dogs and shit. That's and fun they, to and me. The, and the bears. The bears, you know? The, them. Can I try that? The, yeah. Those bears. No, see, it's a D, it's DA. The bears. Day bears. Nope. So you didn't. You added a letter there. It's just duh. Say duh. Duh. Nope. Not like duh. It's just duh. Da. Nah. We're gonna we're gonna shelf this for later. We're <laughs> <continue>. <laughs> anyway, I miss but, my bears bars. Yeah, dude. We just needed to have. I I, I don't know. Um, for people, I talked about this on my stream a little bit, and I, some people agreed, and some people disagreed. I was just such a homebody before the pandemic, and mm. I'll say. Without the consequences or the fear or the anxiety of the pandemic, there is a part of my brain that has loved not having to do anything. There's a part mm-hmm. of me. There's a part of my brain that if I was asked, like, would you want to spend a whole year not having to do a thing? Like, you know, going out and doing something. Yeah. Part of me would, would kind of like that idea in theory. I'm tired of it now. I feel like I have been changed. I will be living life a little bit more and taking advantage of like, but I think before I was really misguided where I'd be like, why do, why do people go to loud bars? It just gives me a headache. What the hell's the point? And it's like, it's mm-hmm. to, I think I talked about this before. It's to live a little. That's why. It's to live a little. It's to yeah. live a little. And I wasn't living a little, Gus. I know. I was dying a lot. That wasn't any good. Yep. I got well. You know what my big problem is? I get I get headaches too easily when there's loud music, and I I need that to change because I'll be enjoying a party and then the music will get really loud and my night will be ruined. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I know That's Tony's it. the same way. It's a big problem for us. My big thing, I guess, with social stuff like that sometimes is that I, I, I'm way too probably overbearing and neurotic in this sense, but like. Depending on the social situation, if you're going out and it's loud and stuff like that, like I'm so just picky that part of me doesn't even want to put myself in those positions usually because it's just like somebody's going to want to do some dumb fucking shit and I don't want to go do dumb fucking shit. Someone's going to have an idea like, let's do this. And nobody wants to do it, but the person already said it. So it's like, what are we going to say? No. So then they feel bad. So then I have to go do some dumb shit. You know, that was uh... maybe. I was at a friend's birthday party, um, like maybe two or three months before the pandemic. It was like an old high school friend, um, yep. who, who I love very much. He's a, a childhood friend and w- w- the whole party was drinking at his apartment. And then the whole party was going to go to a chill Chicago bar. Sure. I would, I would argue chill Chicago bars are some of the best in the country. They're, they're just fun. And then somebody that I don't know was like, we should go to a club. And my brain was like, let's not do that. Cause that sounds like the worst idea compared to a chill Chicago bar. And I knew that my friend would probably prefer to go to the bar instead. So as a good friend, I did some kind of work with the people who organized it, who also wanted to go to the chill bar. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, I don't think he wants to go to a club. I think a lot of these people don't want to go to a club. And just because the person had said it, we still went to a club and it was awful and I hated it. Oh, I 
hate that shit. Don't be the person in that group. Come on, read the fucking room. And Come I'm not on, saying dude. people can enjoy the club and that's fine, but never force people to go to the club if you don't want to go if you know they don't want to go to the club because that's awful. You can only enjoy clubs if you're with a group that all in, all of them enjoy clubs. That's the Absolutely. only And I just don't have the brain for it. I just, I my brain just can't do it and I think it's cuz I I can't dance. That's probably part of it. That's I think you can dance first of all. I'm ne- I promise to never be that guy though. That's kind of like, "Come on, Eddie." Yeah. Come on. It's mainly with karaoke that, that fucks me up like that. That's what I, one thing I want to mention too. I think I said this on stream and not on my on the podcast is my my biggest annoyance when we go back to normal is I just don't like singing. And that's fine. And I don't I'm I like karaoke in theory. It's fun. I like to have drinks while I see my friends have fun and we all have a good time chatting and they sing. And every time I get invited to karaoke, people say, oh, just come along. You won't have to sing. You can just chill. And every single time people try and pressure me into singing and it ruins my night. I and don't I, even blame you, honestly. I, I, I don't want to that. sing. That's fine. You know, like not every person has to sing. I don't understand. It's like every goddamn time I'm like, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I'm enjoying myself, but I know someone's going to start asking me to sing and trying to get yeah. me to do it. And I know it's going to ruin my night. And it always happens. Man, I hate that. Because the, the thing is too, I, I don't blame you for a goddamn second because it's like people need to make sure their boundaries are known and you do it in a chill, casual, straightforward way. It's just like, I'm not singing. Don't fucking push that shit though, okay? Like the the sad thing is it's like I like I happen to enjoy karaoke bars. Sometimes I'm really fucking picky. You can't get me to go out to do karaoke if there's even like one or two people there that me being a piece of shit would be like, eh, I don't I don't want to be excited in front of that person and let them think that it's like they're like my bestest of friends. You know what I mean? Like not well, being a I, dick. Honestly, I do. I feel like when I see kar- karaoke's like can be kind of a very intimate friendship fun thing where you're all yeah. really letting your guard down. So I kind of get that. Uh, one thing too is I'll even say if anyone's wondering. Like, well, why are you going along to karaoke if you're not going to sing? I, first off, I say, I don't really think it's a good idea. I don't, I don't really uh, sing. And then the person will say, well, you don't have to sing. You can just come and hang out. That's the only time I go. I say yeah. no by default. And then if somebody says, we'd enjoy your company and you don't have to sing, that's when I go. But I know it's a lie, Gus. They're lying it's a lie. to me. It's, it's a, a lie, lie every time. It's a lie. And that's like like me... If it were just me and you, which first of all, I never want to go to karaoke with just me and you. I want to go to bars with just me and you, but I'm not going to bring you to karaoke and just me sing to just you. I would say there's a chance if me, you, Tony, Sven, and Jakey were doing karaoke, maybe if I was really drunk, because I know also Tony wouldn't sing, and but probably not even then, but continue, sorry. Yes, exactly. Like if, if it were just... If I was the only person that you had to worry about, you know that I would be a good little boy and I wouldn't be going, Come on, Eddie. Uh, I'd be, I'd just, I wouldn't even fucking ask. You the know? night, I would the night would be we you singing songs and me staring across the room doing the, the Kubrick stare as I sip a uh, um, uh, uh, Moscow mule as you sing for me. You're, Eddie's drinking straight Everclear, just sobbing, looking at me from the corner table with the little <laughs> sconce candle fizzled out there. Uh, I, I think part of it, too, is that I think some people pretend to be like me, and they want people to ask them to sing. Yeah, I think that's you know it. because there's, and we need to address this, there's a portion of the population, and one, first off, anyone can enjoy karaoke. You can have fun if you can't sing. Like, anyone can, I'm saying. Not anyone should. Like, I don't. But there's a certain part of the population that instead of being like, oh, I can't sing, but I'm going to still put myself out there, they're like, I can sing, and I am going to choose the most belt-it-from-my-soul song so I can show off my voice. And that shit makes me crumple up and die inside. I I don't know why. I can't stand it. You know what, too? And there is a distinction within that, because I join you in that, is there's people that go for it, and then there's the musical theater people that go for it. 
And the yeah. two camps are very different. Sometimes I'd go, I used to go in Menominee, we'd go to Log Jam every Wednesday night, and we'd have karaoke. One of my favorite nights of the goddamn week. Super fucking great. Always go with a group of people. And sometimes you'd get a dude up there, or you'd get a young lady up there that would just be like, just singing a regular song, and they did not seem to be like traditional, like theatery background shit, where maybe they're really going for it, you know, and they're having fun, and they're not being sloppy and an asshole and roping people in, but they're just singing loud, and it's like, Good for fucking you, dude. And then sometimes you get the guy that goes up there, or you get the girl that goes up there that does the, <clears throat> I'm so timid, I don't want to, mm-hmm. and it's just like, fuck, okay, you really are, this is, you built this entire thing up the whole week for yourself, and it's that sense of self-importance that I know you're placing in this performance right now that makes me go, stop, stop. And also, if somebody's listening and thinking, man, you guys got to stop thinking so much. That's not what karaoke's about. That's why I don't want to be involved unless I can just hang out. Boom. Because I'm the guy that you shouldn't ask. But I will say, and I still resent this, and it's only, it's only the audience's fault. Not the podcast audience, but yeah. internet audience in general. I think you remember, what was it, like maybe February of 2020? And... Ethan Nestor, our, our good old boy, was doing a charity stream. I believe maybe it was January. I think it was for the Australia fires, right? And it was that a karaoke right. stream, and he was doing it all day. And mm-hmm. Ethan was like, "Hey, I would love for you to be on this stream." And I was like, "Hey, I really want to help out for the charity, but I don't sing. So can I just come and chill, but show my support and drum up, you know, some well, our viewers to watch the stream as well to to take part in this charity." And Ethan exactly. said yes, and Ethan was cool about it when I got there. But then some people watching the stream were finding moments in the stream where I would like just kind of put my head down for a second, screenshot, make me look sad, and be like, wow, Eddie's a real downer at the karaoke stream. <laughs> I'm doing this for charity! <laughs> I'm doing this for the koalas, and I didn't want to sing. And then people were like, wow, Eddie's a real downer. It's just, if I have a straight face, my mustache can make me look sad. You know, like that's it. And it was just, it it pissed me off because it's just like, I I put myself out there to show up. Ethan was, Ethan did everything right. And I did it for charity. And then some people are just like, look at what a fucking downer just sitting here while they sing. Okay. I can't win. I can't win with karaoke. I can't Can't do it. Can't win. Fuck I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a reality post pandemic where I can win with karaoke, where I can have a good time. And but it's got to be a select group, I think, because then it some, does. someone still will will see me enjoying myself with a drink in my hand, and they'll go, "Eddie's time isn't going to be good unless he sings. I got to keep asking him to sing, you know." And it's just like, no, myself in his happiness. I got to get in there. I got to yeah. get in there, and it's it's a good intention. Uh, but I'll I'll say this: a message to people once we go back out into social situations. If you see somebody um, at a party, not if they're alone, but. Uh, like there's the distinction of wanting to help somebody out maybe if they're alone at a party and being good but also in in party situations don't force somebody who doesn't want to be the center of attention to come out of their shell cuz exactly. that's a that's a nightmare it's a nightmare <laughs> It's right. You got to find a good balance. If you see someone's being really quiet, you go out of your way. You involve them, but you do not shine a fucking spotlight on. Never them the like, spotlight guy. I want to grab him around the neck hard and push him up there. <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck you. That's exactly it. We will not be going to a karaoke bar. What are some? Uh, what are some things like? If you had your little wish list, what are things you like in a bar? What are you hoping to find there? Is it maybe a little, maybe a dartboard? Is it maybe they uh, have? Tasty Tuesdays where they serve ham on Tuesdays. What do you want? I think I got... Well, so first off, what did you say? Tasty, tasty? Tuesday. So well, toasted, tasty, tasty Tuesday. Tuesday. Toasted tasty ham. So is the ham toasted? You're getting toasted as the patrons oh, of the bar. Oh, I actually kind of like them. that. So that's yeah. you. when you get toasted, they hand you a slice of ham. They slap a deli meat ham on your on your palm and you got to eat it. Yes, and the ham is not toasted. It is very cold, and it still okay. contains the juices from the wrapping. Yes. Got it. Oh, God. So <laughs> I think um, what I love, I, I, I think Perfect Bar for me needs um, multiple pool tables. Yep. Because uh, the one is not enough, and I want to be able to play. It has to be crowded enough where there seems like a friendly vibe, but... Not so crowded where I can still do things if I need to, like grab a drink mm-hmm. or play. I would love darts. I honestly yes. love 
hear me out, hear me out. Not a full, like, arcade thing. Two arcade games. Two stacked next to each other. Two kind of classic arcade games. Yeah. And then, and then just, like, music that's not too quiet where it's not there at all, but not too loud where you can't talk. I still want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You got to have booths. Yes, exactly. Uh, Fucking booths. And I would love, I, I love a bar that has 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 some good appetizers. Little appies. I don't, I, like I don't them. need a full meal. I don't need a burger at most bars. But you give me some mozzarella sticks or some wings, some boneless wings with the boys. Ooh, that's that's, that's my perfect shit. place. But also, wow. I would rather it be local than like you know, like a Dave and Buster's or something like that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, I'm I'm happy to hear that. That's that your little Venn diagram. The circles are very squished together in here, Eddie, about. and there's a whole lot in the middle. I'll tell am you I, that one. Am I missing something? Hit well, me with I, anything specific for you. My specific thing's right out the gates. Multiple pool tables. Again, a point I want to bring up. If there's one, you have the pressure if you're playing the game of pool because you just want to have fun, but you're like, oh, do those guys want to play pool? Or are we exactly. sucking too bad? Sorry, I can't enjoy myself. Here it is. You Instead know? of multiple pool tables, we want m- multiple pool tables, but there's always an empty one. Yes. Like the one, not even the one we're playing on. There's always an empty one, so I don't have that stress ever. I like that. It makes me feel at home and at ease. I want multiple pool tables. I want a dartboard. I love the dartboards. My favorite bar yep. in the whole world, the Abbey, back in Menominee, Wisconsin, it had a goddamn dartboard. I go play darts all the time. Got to have that. Uh, the arcade games, that's a big one. I love it. I, I specifically, I'm like, I want some Big Buck Hunter in there. I fuck Ooh, up Big Buck yeah. Hunter. Okay, it's a good bar game. It's not a huge time commitment. You and commitment. Sven are really good at Big Buck Hunter. We fuck. What can I say? So don't say that when I'm talking about you and your brother <laughs> being good at the game. <laughs> so the one thing you shouldn't have said was separately. We fuck. Separately, <laughs> we, we fuck is the worst response that you. I said we buck. I said we buck. We buck. We buck. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something like that. Anyway. Um. <laughs> I also like the multiplayer Pac-Man machine. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's a big boy one. Uh, I'm also thinking uh, if it's not too commandeering of everyone's time, but it's almost even a thing in the corner, I like it if there's an option for way too big Jenga. You ever played way too big Jenga? See, here's the thing, and this is an only personal thing for me. I think way too big Jenga is really fun. I do not like the attention that way too big Jenga brings. And so it's personally, fair. I like to watch other friends play it. But I generally, I I like to, I love to, you know, love to be uh, in the kind of attention space in a conversation, not like the center of, but I love being yeah. a good contributor to a conversation. Obviously, people know from the podcast. Um, and But like when it comes to a group, like at a bar or a party, I don't want any eyes on me ever really that's true and the big way too big Django would definitely be very loud if it falls you know everyone's temporarily looking over at you, you exactly know? but i think way too big Django is fun it's just not for my brain but if you ask if we were at a bar post pandemic and you're like do you want to play way too big Django?" i would say yes because i gotta live my life man they gotta live your life and i'll say hey my friend here he wants to play way too small Jenga. Do you have something behind the bar he could play? <laughs> way too small Jenga. It's like yeah. toothpick type Jenga ones. It's it's the regular Jenga blocks, but it's just one of them placed horizontally and the other placed completely perpendicular to it on top <laughs> to form a cross. Very Perfect. Hard. Very hard. I want that. And then finally, I got to have my last little two bits of cherries on top. I want... A jukebox that's one of those like touch tunes ones or whatever. You gotta let people choose the music. It's you gotta fun. let people choose the music. You can go in there and you put in a dollar and maybe you choose two songs, you know? That's the fun shit. And then I gotta have a little bit of degeneracy sprinkled on top. I like my pull tabs, Eddie. I fuck with the pull tabs. The pull tabs is the um is that the thing you won money on before? Yes. That's uh Can the you explain tabs- the exact pull tab machine? Exactly. Uh, so for those who aren't familiar, the pull tabs machine, you go in there and uh, typically it's like a buck and a bar will have them. And essentially they're really shitty simplified scratchers. I mean, it's gambling, literally, I, which I don't condone. It's very evil and bad. But you go in there and you put in a buck. Maybe you put in 20 and you get 20 of them out. I don't know. It's your business guy. And then uh, it's just like there's maybe like five strips or so where it's like, you know, corrugated cardboard. And you just peel them off, and then it just has three like slot machine 
uh, little symbols, you know, cherry That's fun. seven. I like and you that. just peel them exactly, and it'll tell you like, hey, and and, and and frankly, the thing is with those machines, the way that they work is uh, the owners like mathematically speaking, you buy the preset packs of the reward ones, you know? So, hey, I'm a bar owner. I bought the machine, which is just a simple dispenser of it. And then maybe for like $2,000, you can buy the packs of these things. But when people pay in, uh, they can go ahead, you know, maybe there's like $5,500 worth of like, like earning potential for the bar, but there's two grand worth of prizes. So anyway, in short, you buy the things and there's prize pools and stuff. The most you can win is like maybe like 750 bucks, uh, but you can win them very, very frequently. So if you go and you get like, oh, I won a buck, you go up to the bar and you say, I won a dollar, and they got a little money bag behind there. And they go, all right, here's some cash. It's just easy, mm-hmm. quick stuff like that, and you, you win pretty frequently too. This sounds like I'm doing an ad, but like, you know, you could put in five bucks, probably win two bucks, get another two things, probably mm-hmm. win five bucks. You just piss away the time like that. It's pretty cheap. I like also, it. I'm a degenerate. May I add one more thing to, to our perfect bar? Please do. Just a nice little spacious outdoor area. I like that. I like that. Yeah, the, the I li- I really like that outdoor area at the Abbey, the like one that we did the screening at. That was fun. Little that low was, light that stuff. That was really great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think we need to be on a hunt. I think we might be in. There's definitely cool bars all around LA, but I'd say oh, we're looking for a more Midwest one in LA. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of in the wrong city. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a bunch. Of, I've been to cool bars around here very briefly before, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything happened, you know, yeah. you, you know, before. Wow, that happened, you know. <laughs> um, what do you say? We hit some preguntas. Okay, let's go to the preguntas section. Everybody follow us on Twitter at Eddie Burbeck and at Gus Buckets, and you'll ask us our questions every week. <clears throat> Excuse me. At, oop, I zoomed way too far in here. At Yuli J asks, do you delete your videos locally once they're uploaded? Do you have all of them archived? I can't imagine the stuff you guys made from the early 2010s was saved. I save everything. I've never deleted really anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it might be on like an old computer and actually my, my Surface, um, that's why I'm, I'm filming in here. I had a Surface Pro 3 from 2015 that has just completely bricked itself. So maybe I lost some of that stuff. But I, uh, you know, it, it, it's collecting dust on a hard drive, like other stuff on like PCs that are unplugged. But I, I, mm-hmm. I really, I don't delete a video right after it goes up, after I worked on it. I don't oh, know why. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I think especially with commentary stuff, I'm always using things. Like, let's say I do a Raycon ad twice, right? Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm always, I have to go, it would be just much easier to open up the old program get all the assets like the the Raycon logo and the the music I used and the link mm-hmm. from the old video, you know. It's, yeah. it's sometimes you're borrowing stuff a little bit. Exactly. I I'm just also too like even stuff where I know I'm never going to see it again. You know, I'm never going to look at it. I can't imagine that even 5 years down the line, 10 years it would have any value to me. I still can't fucking erase it, you know? Yeah. I don't I do not clear memory cards unless it's something that I absolutely know I can cut and 90% of the time I delete some shit off a memory card is when I'm in the field and I'm like, "Oh fuck, card full." Yeah. Uh, I'll delete okay. it off the memory cards, but it's already backed up onto my computer. Oh man, yeah, I even when shit's backed up, I'm just like, "Ah, that card is full. Okay, can't erase." buy new card you know what i mean uh, but yeah, yeah that's why i was saying before you know black friday or cyber monday comes around every year and i just buy like two terabytes worth of sandisk cards and shit you know just because mm-hmm. i'm like i'm just gonna fill these up all year i might as well buy them when they're all cheap so yep that's what i gotta do good i hear you junta. that's yeah that's a good one because i really haven't even th- asked other youtubers what they do for that i kind of yeah. want to ask people be curious what the norm is especially it weird to just erase it it does seem weird though yeah like I, I'd be curious for YouTubers. Like we should probably ask like James and Elise or some something sometime. Like, hey, what are you guys doing more of a company format? You know, when yeah, I, so I much bet content. they have a Funhouse archive. Like, I bet probably. they don't delete those for. I actually, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe they they would keep it. But actually, they record so much footage all the time. I just, so yeah. I really have no idea. Like every day, I assume out of a place like that, you're probably generating collectively with the people involved even six hours of content a day or just yeah. raw footage like oh my god dude that fucking adds up yeah oh yeah good question thanks julie 
Uh, <clears throat> here is one that's from at Turtle of Awesome. And they say, before you guys popped off on YouTube, did you have other creators that you thought you'd be friends with if you met them? And now, having met some of them and becoming friends, do you feel the expectations you set for their actual personalities were realistic or not? Um, huh, that's a really interesting question. That is um, a really interesting one. We had some I would today. say one of the clear ones is Gus, Tony, and I knew that we would be friends with Jakey if we yeah. if we started talking to him. And then we started talking to Jakey. And I've mentioned this before. Jakey is the exact guy that you think he is. Jakey yeah. is, is, like, he's better than that guy. But, like, he's, like, as in, like, you know, aspects of friendship that don't show up in, like, you know, performative comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. But Jakey's definitely one of them. I don't know. I feel like... There was no, there was a couple of friendships that we had budding with people that were YouTube personalities, but our close friends don't like put a face on for YouTube. Like Drew is ex- exactly what Drew seems like. Same with Danny. Same with Sven. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we, we none of us really put on like a persona at all. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's pretty interesting, and I feel like usually podcasts kind of reveal that. You know, if you, if we were any of us were like truly different, it would show here. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, actually, I, I don't know. I feel like I was just pleasantly surprised with everybody being like, oh, yeah, no, they're they're pretty much who I thought they were. And, and I was right about us being good friends if we if we got the chance. Absolutely. It, it's been really validating. And, and it's been almost overwhelmingly, I think, positive in terms of expectation stuff. Obviously, Jakey is a huge shining example of that. Uh, uh, one of my closest buddies here, Dave McElfatrick, fucking, that's been wonderful meeting like Dave and Chris and Rob and all those goddamn like cyanide boys have been super lovely. That was lovely. crazy because we were at, um, I think both of us were huge cyanide and happiness fans. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And like they, at VidCon 2019, they all came up to us and started talking about how much they loved our stuff. And I was just, I was pretty drunk and I was just like, Huh? Like yeah. <laughs> I worship you guys. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, That's like, amazing. On. I was like, and I remember, yeah, it was like Dave was kind of going like, man, I can't believe I'm standing here talking to you guys. And I was like, what? You? You mean you, dude? Like I was that. Like, ha- That's my oh favorite my stuff with YouTube interactions. What are you gonna say? I, I I just love it. Yeah, I like I couldn't. It is such an understatement to say like that. Like I and we were fans of those guys. It's like they they are staples of culture, staples of internet comedy stuff. And it's, I mean, the fact that they were, all of them, already lovely, um, as well as their partners, too, who are not solely defined by their partners, but are wonderful in their own right. Like, all of them are fantastic. Never would have thought, you know, a year or two ago that, like, goddamn, I probably talked to Dave for fucking 20 hours a week most of the time, you know? Like, Jesus Christ, dude, they're just lovely, lovely people. I'd say, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, and I I was going to go off on something else. What were you going to say? I was going to say, with... With YouTuber expectations, I would say when I got to do DeFranco's podcast and meet Phil for the first time, mm-hmm. I did not imagine before YouTube started working out that I would have to beat the shit out of him after we were done recording That's and just absolutely fucking just rock Phil like right in the jaw. Yeah. But um, that did happen and it'll keep happening after the pandemic ends unless he learns to fix his attitude and that's all i'm saying um and so that i didn't expect but that's a fire in me that was lit and isn't going out you know what i'm saying us eddie has my full support and and i'm not wavering from this but it is scary to see his interactions with phil like it's I feel like when you go to your friend's house and their parents start fighting and you're just like i'm just yeah i'm just trying to get filled in okay i love all of yo faces (laughs) (laughs) what had happened was after i was done with the podcast gus was playing um he was playing playstation he was playing far cry on on our living room tv Mm -hmm. and i i he heard the the door kind of like whip open and i started walking past and i was covered in blood and he said hey how was the podcast and i said fine and went to my room and slammed the door that was it. And I went and I was like, I heard Eddie didn't lock the deadbolt, so I'm going to go and like do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did leave the door unlocked and I did do that. So thank you like, for closing that. Yeah, and Eddie, don't listen to this part. And that's all fun and games. Guys, I just, I went and I locked the deadbolt and like there was like blood all over the door. And I could tell that like. No, there matched. was. Yeah, no, I, I, sorry, I know you said don't listen, but I was listening and there was. Oh, okay. I probably was. 
neighbor's blood anyway. Probably wasn't even yours though. No, so. it was it was Philip DeFranco's blood because he needs to fix his attitude. Okay. <laughs> You're so good. And I mean that. A hundred percent. What if he if he had just what? let you sit in the chair and do the intro though, do you think you'd still feel the same way? Probably not. For people that don't know, uh, for the Philip DeFranco show, uh, he would have his podcast guests uh, start the show as like a cameo, like Casey Neistat would be like, what's what's up, you beautiful bastards? Uh, Phil started that the week after I was a guest. The yeah. next guest, he was like, well, let's start doing this tradition. What's it, up with that? I, I don't know, man. I, he apologized to me, but it's that doesn't mean the fists won't stop raining down, you know? Do you think you'll ever reconcile your differences? If if Phil stops saying ouch when I'm beating the shit out of him, maybe I'll consider it. Because that annoys me and that makes me go further. Seems like a really tall order. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a really I'm a really cool guy. So, you know, Ugh. it's to stop me from doing what I'm doing, you got to present me with with something that I like. Now I feel as though I've just been filled in. Thank you, Eddie. Yep, of course. We got another pregunta? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have a pregunta. I wanted to just mention quickly on the nice YouTuber thing, though, that it is also... Uh, I, I, I think it would be disingenuous to say that uh, we are close friends. I think it's it's fine to say, you know, we're friends, but I have not had a lot of interaction with them because really most of it was localized right before the pandemic, but it was so extraordinarily validating and, and such a pleasant, positive thing to run into Rhett and Link and then be able to go mm. do some work with them. They were the people that I had built an image up. I mean, let's be real. I said I've been watching since I was a fucking child, you know? They were those people. They were kind. They were. You could tell that they cared about you, not just me as the guest that day, but other people with how they spoke. It was really awesome to see. Dude, so. weren't the four of us going to grab drinks but weren't we in the middle of trying to plan that before? I believe so, yeah. I forgot about that. Totally I want to get drinks with Red that. and Lane. We were, we were like, it wasn't on the books, but we were like, yeah, let's plan it. Mm-hmm. Dude. So, much, so many of these plan things, dude. I'm just, I've forgotten shit that I've even, like, think about how often you'll see another YouTuber in like a couple of weeks span in the, in the normal world. And when you'll run into somebody and you'll genuinely be like, Hey, do you want to come over to my house? Let's play Smash. Or like, let's go grab a yep. beer or something. I have forgot about all that shit now. Yep. Fuck, I hope that we can do more of that after. I hope that we can too. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there, Doc. <laughs> we'll get there, Doc. Don't worry about it. Anyway, look at uh, You know what I always thing. say? We're rolling. Everyone's in the audience say it with me. We're going and we're keeping on we're moving. Keeping on moving. My trademark. I was in the audience. I was in the audience there. Yeah, that's good. I, I like when you say it along too, because it's. I finally, it's it's that um, relief that it is a good catchphrase when you say it, and it feels like it's finally you admitting that. Yeah, it feels like if you like popping a really good pimple, you go ah. Yeah, or just like having a good catchphrase. Just um, ow slash ah. That's what it feels like. Not for me. So let's move <laughs> on to the next video. <laughs> All right. Uh, at Xavier G1 says, if you guys were community college teachers and could have any class you wanted, what would you teach? Oh, huh. I don't know. I don't know either. Like, I feel like I'd probably, if it was something that I had to unironically do a good job at. It, I would do probably a film class, right, is what we would both choose. I mean, maybe, probably. I, I would hate in that sense to be asked like a technical question that I just fully didn't know the answer for, though. So yeah. maybe I'd even have to pivot it towards a specific, just it was a shithead cop-out move and just be like, eh, it's social media or like online digital creation, which we do know a lot about, it turns out. But I think it would be a fun gag, like sitcom type situation if I taught like a law class and I oh, had to man. like... I had to try and get through it without the students or the dean knowing that I'm a fraud. That seems like a very sitcom situation. And uh, I would love to do that. You know, I just, you know, try and give tips on studying for the bar. And I have no idea. Like, you, um, if you sneeze in court, you go to prison. So be careful about that if you're a lawyer. Um, lesson two, the second day would probably be about. Um, how long you can go to the bathroom when you're in court before everyone starts thinking, oh my God, the lawyer's pooping. That <laughs> I, would, I would assume is probably a pretty big concern for most prosecutors. You ever um, think about that? 
Yeah, I think about that all the time. Because like, imagine you're you're say say you're uh, defending somebody and you are really saving this case. You've just given the greatest speech to the jury. I'm just picturing like TV court, you know, mm-hmm. that you just you just swayed the jury. But then you really got to take a shit. You leave. Everyone's waiting, and the guy that they were just wowed by, they're like, I think I think he's taking a shit in there. <laughs> They're gonna ch- they're gonna go a little bit back away from you again if they think that you're taking a shit in the middle of such an important case. It it is a very hilariously human thing. Like when you really think about that, like uh-huh. it, especially when you see like in television and and even in just like CCTV footage from like courtrooms and shit, that it's like these these people are trying to hold up these pillars of of you know judicial legitimacy and, and just present such profound options and, and arguments and stuff. And they're trying to take each other seriously. And you know that they're going to break for recess. And like, you could walk into the bathroom and you see their dumb skinny little britches down around their ankles and they're just ripping one into the bowl. Yep. And they're going to get it. some Fritos afterwards. It's just like, Oh, this is fucking, this is just weird people. Somebody, whether it's one of the jurors, whether it's the judge or the prosecutor, somebody during the OJ case, one of the days had diarrhea. Definitely. And Definitely. especially because emotions are so high, it's such a big case. I would, I would actually guess that probably half the people had diarrhea every day because it's such, it's such a nerve wracking experience. Mm-hmm. And at so, the very least, OJ probably had diarrhea. If every you, day. if you put a mic up to OJ's stomach when he was putting the glove on, it would be gurgling. It would be gurgling. Ow, 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 ow. You'd go, right to the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bronco, bronco. It's just saying bronco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, he just doesn't care about the case. He's just like, I'm really concerned since this was such a high profile car chase that they're not going to continue the production of the Ford Bronco for well over a decade or two. <laughs> I really Question. hope that gets fixed. How would you feel yeah. if. Not like it didn't seem like it was a bit if not pandemic world. I like called you over here and I bought that model of a white Ford Bronco. And I'm like, what do you think? How would you feel? Like, do you think that's even close to a funny bit or is it just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? That's the OJ car. Well, I don't know how my answer is going to be interpreted. But I have Sven is a car guy, and he likes buying cars for other people. And for at least a year now, I've been saying, "Can you keep your eyes out for a Ford Bronco, please? I would love to have that back home." I know people like Broncos. <laughs> I'm talking about that model white Bronco. I didn't get as specific as I should have in my first answer, Eddie. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know some people like old Broncos, and it seems like a pretty cool car. But like, how would? Somebody, how would anybody listening feel if someone they cared about pulled into your driveway and they were driving the OJ Bronco? Not the one, but that model. Well, I wonder if people would be like upset by that or if they would think it was like funny. See, I don't know. I, I don't know either, truthfully. I, that's I a hard know. one. I really don't know how people would react to, an, to the OJ car. I, that's. Objectively, I don't know. Like, if people would take offense to that, I'm truly ignorant on this one. Like, because in my eyes, we're gonna have to listen for the audience's opinion on this. But what were you gonna say? Yeah, I mean, in my eyes, it would be a bit of a meme to have that specific car because, especially like in and again, in my eyes, it's not as specifically associated with the axe. I don't know. I I sound like I'm backpedaling. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's the the. I would say that the car is more associated with. Uh, just the famous chase, the, chase. the actual murders. Exactly. And I was just like, what I am, I am such a fan of like, I, I'm not a car guy at all, but I've always loved really specific kinds of vehicle stuff. You like, know? Like, like famous models of exact, like a car. In, yeah. in film and television and like pop culture and shit where I've like, it would be, it would be, to me, it would be cool to be able to have like that kind of car or something. Or I want the Pontiac Aztec with the weird burned out back tire from, from like from Breaking Bad, from is Breaking that it? Bad, yeah. stuff like that. Especially these cars say. that aren't super super cars, but are just like regular cars that had a shitload of a spotlight shown on them. You know what I Can mean? Can I say if you have a model Jeep that looks like those kind of like safari outdoor Jeeps, what are those exact models called? What are, are you, what are, you're going to tell me about the Jurassic Park Jeep. I'm, I'm right going to say if you have any type of Jeep that looks like that and you put the Jurassic Park logo on your car, 
that is never not cool. Exactly. It is always cool, and I don't know how it isn't cheesy, but it isn't. I love because I think it's because in the movie it's a logo on the car, uh-huh. and so it's not like putting like a Decepticon sticker on the back, which I don't even mind those. Those are kind of fun too, mm-hmm. but like. I think it's really cool when people put the Jurassic Park logo on their Jeeps. I love I it. I love that. You know, Sven and I were talking, too, when I was back home last uh, deer season. Uh, it, it, we were talking about getting, like, that's the most obvious Jurassic Park car choice, is I've seen uh-huh. so many people with the Jeeps painted up. You're going to get I'm the like, Jurassic World ball for, for they, out, out yeah, in Wisconsin. Yeah, Fallon in there the whole <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, Fallon's like, whoa, Gus. Looks like you're going a little fast. Well, I don't know if this is uh, legal on most major highways. It's made out of glass, and as you can see, it's really denting the glass every time you go over it. So uh, maybe stop, guy. Maybe pull over. <laughs> no, we were talking about not the Jeeps, but the I think they're a Ford Explorer, an earlier model. But the the tour cars from the first one with the gaudy yep. green stripes and shit. Yep. I've never seen one of those fuckers. Like that would be the cool car to get. God damn it! Do and they I have assume one it'd be of way those... easier to get a model like that. They have one of those actual from the movie model cars at Universal, though, right? Like we've seen them in person once, right? The, I think the they tour have those. Car? Yeah, don't they have them not on kind of? I thought they had one on display. They do. I, I'm, I'm ninety percent. Sh- I will say I'm seventy five percent sure that they have one of the the kind of brown red Jeeps. I don't know. I have to find. I can't. Look it I up. can't picture it. I for real. I'm not sure if I've seen it in person or not. I don't. But I know I exactly what you're up. talking about. Exactly. Because that's. I mean, it's the car from the first one, pretty much, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Movie cars, Universal, Hollywood. Anyway, take a little peek at that. But you gotta assume like a Ford Explorer like that, like mid-range model like that, would probably be more widely available and cost-effective as opposed to that really distinct and already probably over, more highly priced Jeep model, you know? Yeah, I, don't, I have, I, to be honest, I have no idea about, like, purchasing older cars, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you at all. Sven's your uh, guy. He's always looking out, looking out for that's shit. What, for yeah, we gotta realm. get Sven on, and Sven's gotta tell us about, uh, about getting one of the Jurassic World balls. <laughs> yeah, do you think he'll find that on Craigslist? I'll give it. I'll give it to Jurassic World. Those balls are pretty iconic now. I'll, like no matter what, I, it's like those. I see that, and I'm like, that's a pretty iconic movie vehicle to me now, even though it's not the best movie. Totally, totally. It, it, that's that's a fair thing to say. I think. You know, I'm actually looking at this right now, uh-huh. and I do not see, frankly, any of them. I'm looking. I, I'm seeing uh, in a, in a category from the studiotour.com. There's there's like spoilers in case anyone doesn't want to see what cars are on the the tour. Uh, there's like Night Rider uh, kit. You know, there's the Magnum PI car. Bunch right. of shit from the Back to the Future franchise. Some stuff from the Flintstones movies. Dude, that's Fast what always pisses me off. So. For, really quick, so for people who have never been on the studio tour, it's really cool at Universal. We love it. They did an SNL sketch recently on the studio tour, and it made me happy to just see a fake studio tour again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they show a bunch of model cars, and instead of like all of the Jurassic Park cars, they have some of the Flintstones live-action cars. And it's like, hey, get these out of here. Because I yeah. want to see the Jurassic Park cars. We're at a Universal tour. And also, the live-action Flintstones is, like, nowhere close to as beloved as Jurassic Park. I don't even need to say that sentence out loud. I, I like, really feel as though most people wouldn't even know that it fucking exists, let alone widely as received, you know? like yep. It's John it, Goodman, right? It is John Goodman, yeah. Dude, I'm looking at the, some of the older cars, the previously on display ones, and I see a picture for the... Uh, like bigger hatchback. I don't know if this is a Mercedes or whatever, but the ones from the lost world, you know, that like yeah. knock off ben, ben Kingsley is driving as, as they're trying to like hunt shit. Uh, I'm looking over here. There's a, a lot of the shit. I don't even know. Doomsday. I guess there's a car from the mummy. There's a shitty little car from the little rascals. Okay. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bean's car. That would have been fucking cool. Yeah. They should get Mr. Bean to sit in the car all day, every day. I'll, I bet they could probably afford him. Yeah, dude, Damn. I um. Okay. I, yeah, no, I, I'm. I my main message then is if you have a Jeep, get a fancy Jurassic Park sticker and put it on the side. Please do that because I, I would love you. that. I'll you got maybe you. one more pregunta. I got maybe one more pregunta, Eddie. Let me take a little peek. See here. 
Oh, at Zubob says, what songs do you think are perfectly placed in a movie, like Tequila in the Sandlot? Huh? Oh, that's a, that, not a deep cut one, but that's a really good choice for a perfect one to Isn't say that? even in the question. Um, you haven't seen Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, right? Correct. Um, that's got some pretty good ones. Obviously, Baby Driver's got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of really good movie so- like movie songs that I like. But man, that's like I gotta rack my brain for everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the music in Django is perfect. Like like song, especially the Django theme being used. You know. Oh my god, dude! Oh, when in Django, when Rick Ross's 100 Black Coffins comes in, dude, and it's uh-huh. just that that badass, I need 100 Black Coffins, you know, just fucking, yeah. it hits so fucking hard in that film. God damn, dude. I love that. That's This is one of those movie questions that I feel like I'll have to, like, think about and answer later, because, like, know, I, I bet I have a good deep cut, but my brain is only thinking of, like, the most poppy ones right now, you exactly. know? Exactly. Not to swing right back into Django, people are, this is my, it's my favorite film of all time, but truthfully, one of the most beautiful and i just get goosebumps i'm literally getting goosebumps right now thinking about it but every time in django when it's that montage of dr king schultz and django doing bounty hunting in the winter and jim Uh croce's i got a name is just playing over the hills it it is such a montage song gives me goosebumps Mm. the imagery is so beautiful it's such it's one of my favorite songs oh that hits so perfectly that's probably the, my on, answer. Honestly, the uh, it's a really good choice, the the tequila one uh, for you know, the Sandlot. That is good. And as soon as that person said that, I also was like, oh, another implementation of tequila that is so classic and fantastic is when uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, when Pee-wee's up on the bar dancing. Oh, dude, that is so fun. You should definitely watch Pee-wee. When he's dancing to, to tequila with that. The people know that all. Dance thing up on the bar there. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious, dude. I just heard noise. Yeah, you <laughs> just heard, heard the dancing noise. Yeah. <laughs> so not that exactly. <laughs> yeah, one of them though. Yeah, or maybe not. 